here to think about, not just like, I'm going to be like, my fall count sucks. And then... No, no, no. That's the only talking point we have here <laughs> is the fact that one kilo is falling apart. <laughs> Hell, I need to do Gregor's intro. Hello, listeners. We are back. I don't know when the last time we, last time we podcasted was, well, last time you podcasted with us was uh, Rome. No, there's a... Oh, no, no, we did one. There's a Rona talk. Yeah. So, okay, first of all, this is... So, ATG, Dr. Bava here, joined by... Jennifer, one kilo. And we were just... Jen was just explaining uh, how one kilo is going down. It's flourishing. It's flourishing. <laughs> I was flourishing, and now I'm blooming. Exactly. In 2020. Down the shitter, <laughs> to put it in layman's terms. Uh, we are here in lovely Suwanee, Georgia... They're thereabouts, at least. Eating Mexican, we're waiting for Mexican food. Uh, after coming down here for the Power and Grace performance training, training camp. camp. Yeah, there was uh, no one there today except Kate and I, which uh, I'm totally fine with because I love Kate and I. And Who doesn't? She did a 105 snatch from the blocks, which you can see on my page or on <laughs> ATG's page if you're desperate. So here, here's the thing, when there's not a lot of content, and listen, you know, Kate's lifting is great when there is a lot of content, but there's nothing, else. I mean, it was yeah. it was that 105 that, or Harrison hanging flags in the gym, yeah. so. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Riveting. We were just talking about how the last time, I mean, we, so we have podcasts, right? we did the COVID uh, podcast at some point, but the last yeah. time we were together. It was wrong was Rome. We were flying high, my friend. Oh, boy. <laughs> we were just talking about how life seemed so much better then at that time. And that was really on the cusp. Like, I mean, a week out, a week after that, we would have been stuck in Italy. I mean, that was when yeah. that shutdown happened. Um, we got distracted. But I, I remember us sitting there. I mean, it was a good meet. That was that was an absolutely fantastic day for Laura Donatoma. It was a Totally respectable day for Lasha. Uh, right, respectable for him is like, you know, people have waited their lives to see some of his lifts, yeah. lifts of that caliber. He did 215, 255, and it's, you know, yeah, it's respectable. It's a it's a respectable day for Lasha. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember being like, this was this was a good meet, you know, the, they ran the meet really well. We were treated very well as media, which doesn't always happen. I was, we were like, this is good. Like, we're just coasting along. 2020 is our year. Oh, and there were so just... many big meets coming up. Yeah. There was, uh, I mean, the Asians were coming up. Europeans, Europeans were coming Pan up. And it was back to back to back. Yeah. I remember being like, I need a break. <laughs> 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 I was so burned out because I did, I did um, Rome. Then I went straight to New York to see Mohammed Ahab. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, I can't do this. I have these three meets or two meets coming up that's going to be, like, across the world from one another. I can't believe it. I need I need a break. I need a vacation. And then... Well, you got it. <laughs> so long story short, this is all my fault. Pretty much. Oh, man. Very different spring than the one we thought we were going to have when we were... I mean, really, it's crazy. I mean, Rome was, like, what, five months ago? Six, not even, you know, six months ago? Mm-hmm. And it was a totally different world. We were at the very, but like you said, yeah, we were a week out. We're at the very beginning of it, starting to think like, oh, man, this might be serious. And I think the day, we left the same day. You left like February 2nd, right? We all left the same day, yeah. So like by that date, 
there had been a, at least a, one or two confirmed cases in Italy, yeah. although now it's clear that like it had been in Italy at that point for yeah. weeks. But it was very much an abstract thought. I mean, yeah. I had heard of it in the news, but it was really vague. It was, it was. I didn't really understand that it was an immediate threat. Um, and I, we were in. I was in the two worst places, like going to yep. Rome and then flying straight to New York. Yep. So I'm surprised that I didn't get sick on that trip. But as far as I know, I didn't. You can do the antibody test now. Oh, right. That's true. I am curious. I mean, because I have, I'm thinking about in this five-month gap, I think I have had, like, cold symptoms yeah. at least one time, you know. And in a lot of instances, it can be very mild or non-existent in symptoms. Yeah. So maybe. I have a friend who he had the antibody test and he came back positive. Yeah. He was sick right after Junior Nationals, uh, and which is the same time I was sick. And he got the antibody test, it came back positive. I got it, it came back negative, but so he probably had it. I feel like um, if I had it at any point, it was probably, it had to have been the Arnold. I mean, that was probably the last time that I was out on an airplane. I, yeah. you know, I think people weren't really um, paying attention at the time and like extended their hand to shake my hand and stuff. And that was when, you know, like behavior hadn't really changed yet. So I think, and I was sick shortly thereafter. So I think if, if there was time, that would have been it. So thanks Arnold. It's not even how different the Arnold was. Cause yeah, I mean the Arnold, they cancel it, then it was back on, but yeah. like you could still easily fly somewhere. Yeah. And like, I think on that flight, you didn't have to, like you did wear a mask, but you didn't have to, right? I had an N95 mask, like a really serious one. And I went, I transferred somewhere. So this was at least three different airports that I was yeah. in. I was the only person wearing a mask at really? that time. Yeah. And I, it was this at this time, it was like really strictly out of concern for the athletes because yeah. I get very close to them. I'm near their platforms. Um, and I remember looking around and being like, am I overreacting? Do I seem crazy? You know? Um, and then shortly thereafter, it became suggested and then mandatory and now, you know. Although as we both have noticed, so it's now it's, you're supposed to wear it on flights. And on my flight, there was at least one person not wearing a mask. They don't and really enforce it. They didn't enforce it at all. He wore, he did not wear it the whole flight. And there was another person who was on his phone and he, like he had his mask, but he was on his phone with the mask as a fucking chin strap. Yeah. So <laughs> like that's, that. That's not doing anything right now, especially because you're talking, like projecting your voice. I was in a right before this, like a couple days before, I was in in like an antique store or something, and I'm walking around. And I think that this woman thought she was alone because the store was relatively empty, and I'm I'm looking at her, and she takes her mask down to cough, like <laughs> <laughs> like it's obstructing her her airway. So she's like, "Oh, this is annoying," and then she pulls it down and goes, <laughs> like over all the product and then pulls it back up when she sees me and like I'm giving her the death stare we're screwed we're as a species we're just screwed yeah I mean we I mean we really had to come in at this point I can't even seriously I can't even back us up honestly well and here we are so Georgia which is one of the states it's not you know as bad as some states now like Texas and Arizona but Georgia's you know they're not doing as well as like Taiwan and uh, we were in a, a fine establishment earlier, Walmart, and there were lots of people in there not wearing masks. Yeah, not might, the majority, but... It might not be a state requirement here. I don't know the law here. I, yeah, I have no idea. California, it's, it's, they've made it the law. You can't walk it for temporary. Really? Yeah. We're, I mean, is law the right word? I don't know. It's probably not a law. That's, that's serious. But it's, it's, you're not allowed in the store if you're not wearing a mask, period. And it's enforced yeah. in California. But... It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know that um, 
I could have seen this coming in terms of how weightlifting just came to sort of a screeching halt. That is alarming. I mean, to the uh, like the fact that we're here is an indicator of how much of a screeching halt they came to. Because <laughs> five people covering. Yeah, the same there's like everybody in weightlifting media is here covering what is a training camp, and not to throw any shade on the training camp. I yeah, mean, a lot of. I mean, really, like pretty much. The top tier athletes are here. I the mean, best in yeah. the country. I mean, people who we expected to see in Tokyo this summer and who we expect to see in Tokyo next year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's like almost a one-to-one -one ratio of lifter yeah. to <laughs> photographer at this point. Yeah, maybe more. But, I mean, I don't know. What else can you do? Like, we're all, yeah. we're all trying our best to innovate and to show up and to still give our, our audience some content. You know, it... But we're just as heartbroken. We all miss weightlifting too. So right now, and we've talked about this a little bit, so we have the training camp, which is the biggest event that we've been. This is the only this event is I've the been to. Social event of the season. Seriously, yeah. since Rome. Yeah. Uh, this is the farthest I've been since February from where I live. You were at the Arnold. I forgot about that. So you. Have I was left. the lone wolf at the Arnold. <laughs> Everybody was like, "That's a terrible idea," and I was like, "I just, I saw this coming." I knew that the world was going to come to a screeching halt and I was like, this is the last thing that I'm going to get to get any content of. This is the last time I'm going to see weightlifting. I just felt it coming. Um, and I just, I just went, you know, yeah. and it was, you know, it was still an interesting me. Normally, you know, the Arnold is a little bit like lesser of a caliber of meat just because there's a lot of uh, like entry level lifters there. I mean, it's and, a local meat. And, well, I guess it's been like an AO in recent years, but yeah, yeah it's, it's... But this, I f I'm s sort of drawing a blank, but I remember this being a, an important qualifying factor for It was a bronze Maddie. event. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a bronze event. So there were some um, interesting lifters from other countries, and then there was also an interesting back and forth with, um, with Maddie Rogers, Jenny Arthur, Maddie Sasser lifted for the yeah. first time. Um, so there was still some interesting lifting, and um, I don't regret going, um, even though I might have caught the Rona on the way back. Exactly. But you're here. You're <laughs> here gonna, and alive. So I live to tell the tale. So, but yeah. So there's this meet, and then we're talking about what's coming. I mean, so this meet, it's not a meet, right? So it's a training camp. A bunch of athletes from all over are here training. And we actually don't know how many are here. Right now, we've only seen two. Kate. Kate and Harrison, <laughs> who was, was not training. Doing domestic duties. Harrison, yeah, was like literally hanging flags in the gym and I'm not sure what else. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll see more, presumably. Yeah. And then the rest of the summer. Is my chip too loud for this one? <laughs> yeah, Jen is chewing chips right now. So this, uh, apologies in advance for the audio quality. I don't want to well. bring down the quality ATV. Is it? <laughs> Don't you worry about that. <laughs> She's trying to eat the chips slowly and quietly, and it's like the Family Guy episode of Peter eating chips in Anne Frank's house. <laughs> and she just doesn't care. Does not care. So We're also on a highway, so I'm not even sure how we're also by a major road, <laughs> so it's entirely possible that right now we're literally just recording road noise. This could have been as bad as Rome when we had a really great conversation and we weren't recording like that entire time. Who was this? In Rome, we were at dinner. Um, I think Stu was on it. And we actually, for the first time ever, like made a point about weightlifting that was poignant and interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you looked down and realized that we weren't recording the <laughs> entire time. And then we had to like 
fake the whole conversation yep. over again. And the moment was lost. Yeah. The moment was lost. I was, was like, I'm really th- proud of us for saying something important. Was that with Yasmin too? No, right. No, Maybe Yasmin she came later. Or was after that. After. I think we did two podcasts where you just like added to it at the end of the night. Okay. Okay, I'm like, chips. Yeah, Jen is <laughs> going to town on these chips. I just carbs. <laughs> They're delicious. And it's also been hours since we've eaten. Yeah. That's not true at all. That's a lie. It's been like an hour yeah. and a half since we've eaten. That's a lie for us. Me and Buffett are good travel partners because we both need to eat at the same frequency like every 45 minutes to an hour. Seriously, I don't know how people <laughs> control their blood sugar otherwise. <laughs> so what do we do today? We went to... Uh, so the plan, we'll, we'll say that the plan was wake up, uh, get some decent coffee, mm-hmm. and then do some food shopping, and then come back leisurely eat at the Airbnb, and then go watch Kate at 2. What happened was we woke up, we went to a well-rated coffee house, and it was terrible, terrible coffee. It had no food. Then we went to do some food shopping at a Publix, and while we are ordering, like, deli meats, we get a message from Kate Kate and I. She's telling us she's basically training right now. Telling us that (laughs) she's going to the gym that very moment. So we ran back, ate quickly, and rushed out of the house to make Kate and I's training. And luckily it turned, I mean, it was a good session. She did a nice little 105 snatch from the blocks. Yeah. Did some pulls, Mm -hmm. some one-legged RDLs, and then some jerks behind the neck, which she apparently really hates. That was very interesting um, for somebody who has an incredibly strong jerk. She feels um, absolutely terrified of behind-the-neck jerks. And it got the better of her a couple of times. Like she really yeah. like overthought it and it like she, which is funny. Um, it's, it's just, it's not funny. It's really reminds you that people are, these are human beings that. Okay. Have, Jen is laughing at you. Just remember yeah. who your friends are. ATG is never I'm, laughing. I'm a better weightlifter because I can do behind <laughs> the neck jerks, you know, that's all I'm saying. No, I just, uh, it's, a, I think it's a very unique experience when you get to see elite level lifters, um, and everybody has quirks, right? Everybody has things that they're not good at or has things that they're just still intimidated by and that, like, they still get nervous about. Um, and I, I think that it's important to see that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Kate's very open about being... I mean, she's right. as good as they very, come. Very Ooh, our food's hot. coming out now. Be careful. Here are the tortillas. Let me grab that last plate. Sure. Thank you. Kate's pretty open about the fact that she still, in many ways, feels like a new lifter. And oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, I think she looks great technically, but she's very open also about feeling like she has lots of technical stuff yeah. to work on still, yeah, which is cool. Very thank right. you so much. I think we're good. Thank you. So our food just came out. Ooh, these plates are hot. Yeah, she, she wasn't kidding. I know. Literally <laughs> just said it. God I'm put my damn. hand on it. <laughs> that is uh, one of my favorite things about Kate. Kate is a really, really down to earth person when it comes to, I mean, specifically when it comes to weightlifting, but overall, she is. But um. Yeah. She'll straight up tell you stuff that she might feel insecure about, stuff yeah. that she thinks she's good at. You know, there's really, she really doesn't hide anything. And I think it makes her really approachable, especially for people who are coming up in weightlifting and sort of, um, it's hard to connect with a lot of elite level athletes. They seem like they're not human sometimes. Yeah, like there's nothing they struggle with yeah. or nothing that they're bad at or anything. Right. But, all right, we're going to, we need to eat. Pause this. And we are back. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah? It's a sad, sad jump. It's not a jump, it's like a, a blip. Step. Yeah, it might have been you, like you might have liked it. <laughs> I did like it. Yeah. Talking about Instagram, so we had a, an excellent dinner here at this Mexican restaurant. We did. 
Alebrije, I believe it's called. And we don't know what to expect tomorrow. It's my understanding that at least the Power and Grace team is going heavy tomorrow. Um, I don't know that the visiting athletes from other teams, such as Kate, are going to go heavy tomorrow, or yeah. as heavy as they normally would. And Kate specified that Friday is not normally her heavy day. When Kate went heavy, I mean, she did a 125 complex. clean and jerk complex yeah. yesterday. And then a big snatch today. So. Yeah, then today 105 from the block. So. Yeah, anything else I can grab for you guys? No, okay. that's it. That's Damn it. it. Have a great night. Okay. Thanks so much. You too. So, but maybe, I mean, she's young. She's in good shape. Those young, those young kids. The young kids. Living their crazy lives. They can do whatever they want. So. I'm going to pause this while you do this. You need to try I'm, to right? I'm trying to think, like, can I, can I actually write a tip, do the math for a tip, and sign my name while podcasting? That's a lot of... Uh, I don't know that you have the computing power. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if I had a, a co-host who was savvy right now, yeah. they would step in and... No, no, no. I can't help with the math or the chatter because I went to art school, so I can't do math. Well, we're and screwed. I'm just not that interesting he, in person. Here we are. Here we are, stuck. I, I have a pen in one hand, my phone in the other, and I am totally unable to do either. What were we talking about during I feel like there was something interesting. Well, I guess we were talking about Tomorrow. summer meets. Tomorrow, oh, yeah. Tomorrow we know that yes, people are going heavy. Well, we're talking about what the first official meet is going to be when weightlifting starts again. Um, and I think internationally, I think it is the junior european championships and, and under 23 under yeah which is in finland and then there's something in peru after that i forget what what it is in peru i remember either um something like pretty interesting and then i i heard that there's gonna be a u.s weightlifting meet in the winter early winter potentially december but i mean ao finals yeah um, well, it would be, I think at this point it's like AO Finals, Nationals, Junior yeah. Nat or Youth National, it's like everything, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly which meet it's going to be, but I, I heard speculation that it was sometime in December or early winter, which that, I guess that would be the first weightlifting meet that we'd go to, or maybe I would go to. What about the AO in Las Vegas? Uh, <laughs> uh, Jen loves Las Vegas. God. Jen loves Las Vegas. Guys, you're all loud and you're drunk. You're driving me crazy. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But I guess I will go because there is nothing else. So to shoot, at this so. point, yeah, I don't know that there's much else. I mean, I don't know of anything. Literally, like if it weren't for this trip, there'd be nothing all summer. I think. Yeah, I think it's for sure. And I, you know, there's a big question mark, right? Because everything is just starting to open again. So nobody really knows which way things are going to go. I mean, is there going to be another quarantine? I heard another conversation about Europe shutting down access to the United States, um, potentially other countries. So if that's the case, then we're not going to the European yeah. <laughs> Junior Championships, which would stink. So it is a, I feel like there's so much up in the air, it's hard to really um, set your sights on something, which is more frustrating sometimes than just it being quiet, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, there was no pressure the whole time everything was closed. It was like, well, I know there's nothing going on. I know right. I don't need to plan for anything. Nobody's getting anything that I'm not getting, yeah. you know? I mean, right now, I think it is a big question. Like, these meets that are on the books for September, are they going to go on? And if you look at Europe, like, their response actually did pretty well, it seems. And they seem to have flattened the curve. 
The U.S. is a total disaster at this point. Cases are the same as I think they were at the peak. I mean, like, cases are going up at this point. We're having, like, record days, so... It's a big question mark. So it's hard to really um, gauge what to do, what to be hopeful for. I mean, maybe all of weightlifting happens, but none of the media can show up for it. it right? And then it doesn't even happen at all right? if there's no media there. God, we are just... Or they just do it, but they don't let Americans. I mean, imagine, like, if the rest of the world does a good job containing it and the U.S. doesn't, like, why would you want Americans traveling? There's also a lot of questions about, you know, uh, quarantine when you arrive. That's another big trouble, especially if you're an athlete, right? If you're coming from a, a country that has high cases and you're part of that restriction there's a chance that you could be put in a two-week hold where you're not training that entire time, you're not eating properly that entire time. Uh, And that's a huge risk. It's, I mean, the same for us. We would be put stuck and potentially miss the event altogether. Um, And that's just if you're running a fever, basically. Um, Or not. I mean, for some places, it's just, you're just quarantined, I think, independent of how you feel because you can be asymptomatic. So then you would have to arrive two weeks early for a meet that is probably less than two weeks. Yeah. So automatically it, it makes it a month trip. Yeah. And it's already, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's flying to these places, especially for me. Like San Francisco is not as well connected as, especially when you're going to Europe. So it's sometimes like 15 hours or better with connections and a lot of places to stop and get in trouble in this kind of situation. So it's, it's unnerving. But I am happy to see the more severely impacted places like Italy take a sort of stark turn. And I mean, I think the Italian team is now training in a gym again. Um, That makes me feel hopeful that maybe things are progressing for the majority of people or a good good majority of people um, that we might still have these meets. Just not for the America. (laughs) Yeah, just screw us. Like, yeah, I guess we deserve it. On that thrilling, uplifting <laughs> note. <laughs> so we're all going to die. <laughs> so we can't be trusted with nice things, I guess, is the point. Because people can't be bothered to wear masks or go without, I don't know, a haircut or a beer. So, And admittedly, because our government can't be bothered to actually provide financial support to people when telling them to stay at home and not earn money. Yeah. So you've been training though so maybe you could uh, maybe one kilo becomes gen training uh i mean i guess i'll have nothing else going on so i might as well focus on that i think um starting at 30 is not usually the good it's not like a, an olympic path morgan king you know how old she was when she started close to my age yeah exactly Olympian. Morgan King. American record holder. Was a great athlete prior to that, though. Don't sell yourself short. I know. I do run five miles every couple days, so I know that I you have. You really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a lot of running. I, You know what? Running fills a void. It's really the only other thing that I do that gives me the same sort of... Um, I guess it's not the same sort of adrenaline that you get from weightlifting, but it's a different kind of you know endurance high, I guess. So it makes me feel better. This sounds absolutely terrible. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's like I don't even know you. You want to know something worse is that I run really early in the morning too. That so that actually I can understand because it's nice out. It's a little bit cooler probably. Yeah. 
I can understand that, but just running in general seems shocking to me as a weightlifter. My body is not that great at weightlifting, you know, just sort of falling apart. So I mix. If you want to see what it looks like, weightlift when Jen at one kilos weightlift, follow. I don't even know your name. Shit. I'm not. <laughs> First of all, it's only on my close friends list. Uh, so if you are a close friend, then you have seen me weightlift um, and probably forgotten about it already. <laughs> or are trying to. Um, my close friends list is a really, it's more of like who I hope to be my friends because Lasha's on my close friends list. Um, so <laughs> That's very aspirational of you. It is, but he does look, which is humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> So I, that's embarrassing. Uh, I don't know why I do that to myself. <clears throat> but it's really, it's really like everybody can see it. It's just there's a couple, you know, like creepers that migrate over from one kilo that I don't know and I've never socialized with. And it's tough to be like uphold the idea that you are knowledgeable about weightlifting, but then simultaneously be a novice weightlifter. Yeah. You know, it's a little conflicting for people. So I try to just minimize fact that you know now i just said it to all of our hundreds of thousands of listeners <laughs> <laughs> our enormous audience exactly gregor's mom and petra petra <laughs> hi petra hi petra hope you're doing well in quarantine <laughs> how's your mango tree does she have a mango tree she does uh, i get updates because i've demanded updates from gregor um and it's it's grown marginally i mean it's like it's on the windowsill and a little potted plant and she's got a bunch of other things growing. I don't know what it is, but it's maybe like four to six inches. The whole tree is four to six inches. The plant, yeah. It's a mango plant. It's a mango plant. Maybe Mangoes like, themselves are bigger than four to six inches. I don't put Petra down. I don't know the. Well, like, I'm just <laughs> trying to wrap my head around this. I don't. Is I it don't like know. a very young mango plant? Probably. Is this mango mean something? Maybe mango in German is something different. Maybe. We'll ask maybe she means like basil. Like maybe. is that small? He has sent the mango emoji. Okay. So it's definitely a mango tree. So, at four to six inches, presumably he has not eaten a mango off this plant. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> Just. I mean, am I thinking of it the wrong fruit? A, a mango is tree. big, right? Yeah, no, a mango is like four A mango inches. is like, okay. So in theory, it has to like quadruple in size to produce a mango, I think, in like sustain. Quadruple. Quadruple means it's 16 inches. <laughs> Can you imagine like in this, the little like kitchen that this like whole tree, this Even be, like 16 is not going, yeah, yeah, like, okay, this is interesting. I, that's why I said I don't know how it's going to grow. I mean, Germany is also not necessarily the best place for a mango tree as a tropical plant to not, grow. Not the first place that would come to mind. Um, but I don't know. I don't really know anything about gardening, so I'm curious to see the progress. You also live on a farm right now. So I do. This, <laughs> I don't and, like, not just live there. Like, if again, if you're a close friend. Or, I think this is not even your close friend. No, this it's like is public. Public uh, stories. Like, you're, like tending to plants and chickens and things yes uh i have two chickens that were they came with the house which was very amusing to me because when the contract was signed for the house there was like um like poultry exchange mitigation <laughs> or some sort of like medieval contract about having chickens oh my god so um, those chickens came with a house and they were like, the, the, like a washer dryer yep. and a couple chickens yeah like i would have been pissed if i showed up and the chickens weren't there um and the former owner's children named them Cece and Mango, which are dumb names. Um, but I don't have the heart to change them because the little girl has followed up on their health and stuff. So I feel guilty changing the names. 
how would anyone know if I mean the chickens wouldn't know because I unlike you have a soul and a conscience <laughs> no you don't <laughs> that's true between the two I've been of on us, several <laughs> trips with you and <laughs> it's true between the two of us I think you're the nicer ah, depends depends on the time of day if you're the nicer one I'm nice to beagles I'll give myself that that's true you are a very nice guy to beagles if everybody was a beagle you'd be the nicest guy in our um, what are we talking about? I don't have any other animals. Well, I have cows that live behind the fence. So they're not my cows, but I look at them as if they're my cows, lovingly. So I do live on a proper farm. And with that thrilling... <laughs> <laughs> We're really struggling <laughs> to string this together. You've done a good job bringing things up because I haven't. I mean, so here's the thing where we literally we have seen one session of weightlifting with a single athlete. And there has not been an event. I mean, the last event you were at, we just said, was the Arnold. That yep. was months ago. The last event we were at together yeah. was the Roma 2020 World Cup, yeah. which is a, like a lifetime ago. Yeah. And we have nothing on the... I mean, we have things on the horizon, but like, I'm not going to buy a flight at this point. I mean, it's still no. early to buy a flight anyway, yeah. but like some of this stuff... I mean, you were talking earlier, the Europeans will be in Moscow, right? Yeah. And in That's theory, you yeah. could uh, you could start the visa procedure in a little bit, right? But it's a three month. Pro uh, it's oh, I'm sorry, actually, that's incorrect. It's only valid for three months, the one that we would apply for. Um, but it can take quite a few weeks, yeah. know, especially in a situation where um, the government was suspended or shut yeah. down, or offices are you know at a quarter capacity. I mean, that could take months, and I have no idea. But I don't want to get it too early, and then the event doesn't happen. Yeah, or... I mean the visa costs money. So that's the other yeah. thing. Like it's not like you get you know, apply for it, and if you get it and don't go, great. Like yeah, it's like a couple hundred dollars at least. It's it's for sure over a hundred bucks. I think it depends on the time frame you want to get it in. It's for sure over a hundred bucks, and then you have to pay for a letter of invitation to Russia, which sometimes the Federation gives, but for the most part, you have to pay to get it from a separate third-party company. So it's probably you know like a good two hundred bucks if I had yeah. to guess to get everything together. So it's it's not a little process, a little thing or a small process. And you have media application and booking your flight, and then the idea of getting stuck in Russia for two weeks. Exactly, or longer. Yeah, or forever. Yeah, and that's at the end of October when I feel like I, I mean I don't think we have any clearly nobody has any sense what it's going to look like at the end of October, but yeah. I mean it's that's the getting into. Flu season, normal flu season, let yeah. alone Corona flu season. That's pretty much the cusp of flu season for most places. But if you can go to Junior Europeans, you're planning on Junior Europeans. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'll go to virtually anything right now. <laughs> you're. I mean, you're here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look where I am. I'm in Georgia. Um, I really feel like we keep shitting on the fact that like these are fantastic athletes. They're some of my favorite athletes. In oh, the I'm thrilled sport. to be here. Yeah. I'm glad that Spencer invited uh, us. But I love it. There's yeah. a lot of media people here, and this is not you know necessarily the thing we'd sign up for normally um, for the amount of athletes that are here. Uh, you know, it's a lot of time and money invested in these things. But I would say whatever the first event is, if I can safely get there and yeah. have a reasonable guarantee of getting home, uh, I will go. Yeah, fair enough. So maybe Finland. Maybe Las Vegas. Oh, I hope no. it's Finland. I hope it's Finland too. Just because I want to go to Finland, I think that would be a fun. I would love to be in Finland. Yeah. I think they did a pretty good job containing the virus too. I mean, it's Finland. They're like they do everything right. You know? yep. It's like Norway. My dream, my dream to be in Norway. Let's move all the headquarters. ATG one kilo Norway. 
ATG headquarters move to. We can be like Tamashayan and just move them unilaterally without contacting anyone. Exactly. And at that time, so what's interesting is within that time frame, we will still have everyone in control of the IWF, except Ayan, who was still associated with Ayan and the buying of seats <laughs> or the bribing of, uh, you know, votes for bribes, essentially, on the executive board. Who is that? So, well, we don't know who exactly, oh, but when the report came out, it was basically, I mean, there was a ton of vote buying going on. Let's see. And uh, a number of people on the IWF executive board. Hold on, somebody's going by. Are on the executive board because that's great. Jen bought, got the got the Rona. It's here. Are on the board because of bribery and like pe literally people were paid to vote for a certain candidate. Mm. This report is amazing. You should. It's great reading at some point. Yeah. Well, didn't you guys? Su you guys summarized a lot of it. On we did a podcast on yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So everyone associated with Ion and with all that corruption is still in power in the IWF. I mean, not everyone in the IWF is associated with it, but so far, as far as, as, far as I'm aware, nobody else aside from Ion is out of power. Yeah, I think sometimes people just like to have a, a figurehead to point yeah. at for these types of things, and that's that's really arguably sometimes more of their purpose than anything else. I mean, people make that argument about presidents because, in theory, I mean, you have CIA and people who have been in that position for 25, 30 years who yeah. have all the information, and this person shows up for four years, you know, and it's really just... Um, People need one person to look at to assign responsibility for. I mean, Ion was in power for close to fifty years, so. I just mean when these things happen. But yeah, when the when the hammer brought was this brought is down. like the purpose of yeah. having this one person at the top of the pyramid. They for had this. one person to blame. Yeah. One person to bring down. One hundred percent. That's almost always how it happens, which is frustrating because then I mean, it's we were talking about this earlier that like. We both want the sport to be fixed and to be honest and be corrected. And you mean fixed as in corrected, not fixed as in. Yeah. <laughs> so the way it's, I mean, unfortunately, the way it's currently been run, it seems like, it uh, yeah, I don't want to say fixed, right? But uh, there's like, it's, and I said this earlier when we were eating, it's like pro wrestling in that you yeah. sort of watch knowing that there's an element that's kind of theater, you know, yeah. and there's an element that's really athletic and, and yeah. it's sport, of course, but especially when you hear about favors being given to certain teams or yeah. uh, people not having to be submitted to doping tests or other kind of factors determining placement and competition aside from athletic performance. And there are always other factors, right? But like, you generally don't think that some up high guiding hand is determining who should be on the podium and who should not. But it seems like in some cases at least that was... I mean, Ayan used his threat of cash or penalties or whatnot to kind of claim he had that power yeah. per the allegations. Yeah. Well, what, uh, what I was thinking of the discussion we had earlier today, not on this podcast, about, you know, bringing while we do want these things to be corrected, there is sort of a threat in and of itself into bringing this much attention to all yeah. of the wrongdoing of people in the sport. 
and like a lot of athletes that might be dirty and you know like are we potentially shooting ourselves in the foot at the same time and getting like kicked out of the olympics yeah is that a necessary evil to like starting over and correcting you know or i don't honestly think any of those things are going to happen i'm sure that a bunch of i think they have to make a show of it right now because people yeah. have their eyes on it um and i'm sure they will make some moves based on that but i don't know that it's i think to totally deconstruct and fix would be at this point potentially catastrophic to the sport but you know, it's all happening at once. It all happen at once, and you question if that's actually what the IOC. I mean, the IOC probably is not super concerned with everybody being clean. They yeah. want like superstars and amazing. Sure. They want records, and the IOC is. If you know anything about international sports, it is a corrupt and dirty business. Yeah. And the IWF was an egregious example, but not an outlier. I don't think. I mean, it would be a crazy thing if you thought you know all of these people got ruled out like would there be another record broken now that we've set all the records at a right and, and they just reset them yeah and they set them again yeah. I, I don't know i don't know i mean it everybody thought the records from the 80s were too skewed and so they reset them and then a bunch of those were beaten yeah. <laughs> and so here we are and it stinks because you know again it's something we talked about earlier that there are, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of dirty athletes that are still not great, you know? That are terrible, like, yeah. Right, so there is a both just talent and genetic factor that comes into play in these scenarios that I still think there would be these these standout people, and it could very well be the same people, you yeah. know? Um, but I think that it would level the playing field a little bit more, obviously, and it would... It's more interesting, honestly, sometimes to watch sessions that don't have people who are like 20 kilos yeah. above. Like it's not even a real competition at that point, which is sometimes upsetting. And as much as I am guilty as the next person of being in awe when this this yeah. massive amount of weight is being moved, I do also like the uh, you know non-Olympic sessions that are, are more competitive. Everybody's um, weights are really close, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you mentioned it earlier with regard to Toma and the fact that, you know, her fate for Tokyo 2020, which is, of course, Tokyo 2021, is not looking great. And there's a good chance that Toma will not be able to go. And that means that, Deng, I mean, Dungwei is going to walk away with it anyway, but that means in no way is Dungwei. But I mean, Dungwei, it's drastic. Yeah, no, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, nobody will. Toma can maybe push her or hang a little bit in the snatch, but now it's just... Yeah. Nope, that's it. Yeah. A done thing. And I think that there's, there would just be more, I don't know, there's going to be more of that. Yeah. Again, assuming Toma doesn't go, I, I yeah. suppose there's a chance. I don't chance. know that, um, this was speculation, this is just based on some previous troubles that she's been having this year. Yeah. Um, well, not her, the yeah, Romanian Federation. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, she did not get popped. No, it's just the Federation, it, they, the whole Romanian team might not be able to, I mean, might be out for reasons. Yeah. So, all right. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. I really no racked my brain. News. There's, yeah, that's it. We're trying. Uh, you went golfing with Muhammad Ihab in New York. I, I saw did. that, and that has become your 
the, no. the, the shining moment of <laughs> 1K. The things that you guys care about, I don't know. Like, I was like, this is really stupid. I posted it on my personal account because I thought it was funny. Because it's really just a video of me being bad at golf and, like, featuring Mohammed Ahab. Yeah. She's um, not being falsely modest. No, it's, <laughs> it's a, just a bad video of me playing golf. And uh, I thought it was, you know, it was funny. It featured a weightlifter that people really like. So I, I only put it in the stories on one kilo. And the amount that it got circulated <laughs> more than my normal content that I actually care about and, like, try hard, it just, like, blows my mind. Uh, so, I mean, that's, we talked about this earlier, and I think that's maybe something to discuss, too, briefly. The fact that, I mean, social media is so fickle, but there is stuff that Gregor and I have worked on for so long yes. and put so and you've done the same right you put like so much heart yeah. and effort yes. and work in and like blood and so I mean and let's be honest we're not fucking coal miners here right yes. like it's video <laughs> editing and we're not we're not like healthcare workers treating COVID patients there's much more heroic stuff but out there we're very there. emotional creatives and we put a lot of our heart and soul into things you know and you so. put it out there and and it just tanks and you post something fucking dumb that you yeah. didn't you know some standard workaday video or post yep. and for whatever reason it I, blows up every it's it's really like russian roulette it's like if it's i mean i put stuff out there and i like have the utmost confidence that like this is it like i'm yeah. changing the game and then i send it out <laughs> and like no one cares no yeah. one looks at it no one engages it and i don't i mean i'm sure some of it is just that like maybe that thing sucked more than i thought it did and i don't doubt that that happens I also wonder if there is just some randomness to the algorithm of social media that you don't always have control. Like, you try to pinpoint, right? Like, we talked about this. There's certain times of day yeah. that have higher engagement. Like, we both just posted at our <laughs> uh, wrong times, and yeah. it's not doing well. So that's, like, a prime example. Um, you try to, like, gauge it, use whatever metrics that Instagram or YouTube gives you the best that you can, but it really still feels like it, yeah. it's sometimes a... You know, and a lot of the time it's, you know, sometimes it can just be a massive lift by anyone and it does well based on the fact yeah. that it's a massive lift. Sometimes people only care about who it is and it could be Lasha just warming up with a barbell yeah. and it does well, you know, like. I think no Gregor posted like a Toshiki 90 kilo power snatch just to see like, yeah. what, what would this do? And it did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, so in that case, it's just Toshiki 90 kilos, you know, that's nothing. <laughs> I guess there's just these little niche parts of your audience that you occasionally tap into that you're not even thinking of. Like, there is probably somebody out there who wants to see this person do just lightweight because yeah. it, it it appeals more to them at their stage of weightlifting. This person's moving a relative amount of weight to what I'm doing. That's interesting to me, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to attribute logic to it, but it definitely sometimes feels random, like stuff that I feel confident it's got like a really famous yeah. athlete in it and then it's yep totally tanks yeah it's frustrating you have no idea i mean you have there's like general not quite rules but general let's say principles out there like sure. so for example you your video today that you posted is was it uh like five by four a little bit taller than it's wide the portrait size the portrait yeah. size so it's like right? 1350 by 1080 okay yeah, yeah yeah so we tried that for a little while and didn't work. they did worse it seemed that's interesting yeah the ones that um so i had this conversation with gregor um that i think part of it because i don't see huge drop-offs based on the size unless i go to the really really wide landscape yeah. which does terrible not just because people can't see it yeah 
Um, I was saying to Gregor that maybe you see more of a fluctuation because ATG has o is always very strict about being a square. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that is like off-putting to somebody who's like used to scrolling and feeling a certain thing when they see ATG. Uh, I don't like normally because I both post stills and video. It varies between portrait size, square size, landscape size. Okay. So maybe it's like less jarring. I don't know. Um, only with the super wide landscape do I see a drop off because people can't see shit. But the portrait and like square, I don't see a huge difference. It's really more for my preference, honestly. If I think something just looks like compositionally better as yeah. a portrait size, then I'll use that. Um, yeah, but it's it's weird. And like there's a whole time period where you're just testing things like that out where you're like, I'm going to make this and I don't really know if this is what people want to see, but I just want to gauge the response, you know? Like you said, you have, in some ways you don't know, right? Because you think it could be the time of day. It could be any number of things. It could yeah. just be, uh, who knows, like why it gets promoted or why not. I mean, there's stuff that I look in our feed that I'm, I just don't understand. <laughs> like, why did this do well? Yeah. Super popular holidays, <laughs> like Christmas time, terrible, like posting mm. on a really big holiday. Like people are yeah. not really on their phones, stuff like that. It's fickle. It is. It's we. This Instagram is feels very different now. Um, I was trying to speculate as to why that was in terms of like how people are engaging with our content, which is really the same content that we've been sharing the entire time. Yeah. And part of me thought that maybe the engagement would go up, right? Because everybody's sort of stuck at home on the couch and they're watching. And then part of me was like, maybe the engagement's down because there's a huge. Um, influx of media that was not being made before on for these other companies who were maybe normally brick and mortar who didn't invest a lot in digital yeah. media that are now like dumping all athlete videos and like just all this new content from every single brand you ever followed at once yeah. you know maybe it's like an overload that's my only speculation maybe maybe i'm doing terribly i don't know <laughs> maybe you should post more of your lifting videos on the one kilo you know what I, I feel like if I did, it would do well. I'm just saying. Don't even talk, don't even talk shit. Here's the, right, it probably would, right? You have no idea. I think people would just think it was amusing to see me weightlifting, even if I wasn't good. I've seen your form, it's not bad. You worked with Yasha. Yasha knows what he's doing. There yeah. you go. I mean, I don't, um, I don't, I lift recreationally, so it's like very, marginal progress gets made that way you know I don't like dedicate that much time to it um, there was a time that I did want to and I just my body did not respond well to like full-time training <clears throat> I did not have a very strong athletic background before that that was one of the interesting Kate mentioned today is how her body responds to stuff and the fact that she just doesn't respond to higher rep stuff yeah and, or well at least I mean yeah. she's you know doing things like squats and pulls it's different right like yeah. you might have an eight or ten rep uh period in those but but in terms of like actual complexes of yeah. pain and jerk or snatch she does not respond and therefore is not programmed yeah. very high it's rep. like singles and doubles yeah um which is very interesting you know we were comparing to other you know uh athletes in her weight class who have different body compositions yeah. who have extremely high rep um complexes I mean like six seven eight movements mm -hmm. uh, and it's just it's very interesting people are very different yeah yeah I think I mentioned that. I mean I know people who could do like a triple with a 90 95 percent of their one rep max yeah Whereas, is it 90 percent if they're tripling it I mean 
<laughs> I mean, it seems like a like, paradox, right? In it does itself. seem like something's off, but let's at least say ninety percent of what they had done. Okay. So, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what yeah. You're saying. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think I do. I think I do respond to high rep to volume. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with squats, I do better with high volume squats. Squats are different. I mean, squats, even Kate said, right? Like, you know. Yeah. But if you do look at Kate's training, like I think about Kate's training today, uh, it's not a whole lot of reps. No. It's not a whole lot. It actually, if you were to, I mean, and I realized this when we were coming back and I was looking at like, you know, I had my SSD recording footage, right? And I knew like I started out and I had, I forget, a little over an hour, let's say on this SSD. And when we left, I had only used up like 15 or 20 minutes of the SSD. Yeah, which is funny because we spent a decent amount of time talking We were there for like her. two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. So she, I remember the last time I was around her training and I'm trying to think about it. She really, um, she really only had like one rep, two rep. Yeah. And like her training was super short. I think she was done because at that time she was training with Alyssa Ritchie and I remember Alyssa's um, training extended yeah. much further than Kate's. Um, I'm trying to remember what, I guess... Max is probably somewhere in between. I don't think that he does like ridiculously high rep crazy. He's like a pretty standard, simple guy, but certainly more high rep than Kate. Um, yeah. uh, that just reminded me of thinking of Kate and her training today when at the end of the session, so she ra wraps up and yeah. she's asking Harrison, like, do you do cool downs? And Harrison's response was, I don't even warm up. <laughs> Which I loved. <laughs> He's a, uh, he, I love Harrison. I love Harrison. Who Harrison doesn't? is one of, yeah, yeah seriously. Like, really. I don't know a single person who doesn't love Harrison, but in just, he's one of my favorite athletes. But we were talking about, um, one of, I think it was like Harrison's first big meet, which was, you said <laughs> yeah. it was Nationals? Or... It was the American Open 2013, okay. Dallas. Um, so like, imagine your worst fears of your first meet, right? You're like, I'm going to bomb out. That's so scary. I'm going to do poorly in front of everybody. That's the worst case scenario. Wrong. <laughs> there is a worser case scenario, and that is Harrison who bombed out, but then also dropped the bar, like sort of on the back of his head which then propels him down to the yeah. ground and smashes with the force of the dropping bar with weight on it, smashes his forehead into the ground, into the platform. Three times, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, every attempt he took, he just, you know, folded. Yeah. So, I don't know that his forehead smashed the ground each time, but I think he fell, was, like, crushed by his weight. And he would have been, like, 13. Yeah. So, um... To me, like, I guess he doesn't need to warm up or cool down because he's clearly proven that he's made of lead. He's just or superhuman. Steel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's Which just I superhuman. Which I suspected anyway, you know. I think we've all suspected this for a while. Harrison, we were saying this earlier, Harrison's somebody that if you saw him walking on the street, you would not assume he was an Olympic weightlifter. Dude, even he, standing next to him today, I was he, like has none of the classic physical attributes of a weightlifter. He I mean, he's have, solid and he has muscle. He's clearly, that's not, yeah, totally. I mean, he's a fit looking guy. He look, He's clearly an athlete. Um, but when I look at, say, like Nino Pizzolatto and you look at his legs, you yeah. know, like you're like, that's a guy who is an Olympic weightlifter. They're like quadruple the size of yeah. the other parts of his body, right? Um, Harrison is like... Who's doing the same weights as Nino exactly, Pizzolatto, yeah. who's just as strong. Right. Um, is just like... A quarter of the size yeah. really and he's very proportionate in the way that like a, a runner or like a generalized athlete would be um he doesn't have like the big traps and the big leg he's just like a really 
totally different looking person. Yeah. You would not assume that he was capable of the things he's capable Snatching of. like yeah. 158, clean yeah. and jerking, 95, 200, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's wild looking very at him. Very unassuming. Yeah. And looking at him next to the other people in his weight class who all very much fill that stereotype yeah. of what... A lot of them do at least. Yeah. yeah certainly. All right. Should we get going? Yeah, I think we've... We've really done enough. I think we've, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about in the weightlifting world. And that's it. We'll see you later, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, this is Dr. Baffa and Jen, one kilo, kilo, whose personal account is. (laughs) It's one kilo. It's one kilo. It's definitely not one kilo. It's, I don't know what it is. (laughs) I can't can't remember, remember so you can't even blow me up. It's Jen something or other. Jen M.